0: This podcast may contain adult language and content not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Glamazons and Leprechauns, where two women at opposite ends of the height spectrum offer their unique perspectives on culture and society. I am the six-foot fabulous Tracy Payne Black, I am the five-foot furious Rochelle Sharma. We are a female, cultural, and hopefully comedic podcast. If you have ever felt ostracized for being too tall, too short, or for not fitting the physical expectations of the status quo, then this podcast is for you. Consider yourself a gal pal. In each episode, we cover specific topics and then break them down into three sections. On this episode, we're going to talk about dating. Dating as a glamazon dating as a leprechaun. It's been interesting for me.
1: Yeah, me too. You want to share some stories?
0: Oh, we're going to share some stories today. We're going to share some stories for sure. So the last time you were here and I told you um, what happened with the orange marmalade, I sent you home with some pineapple scones. They were my first attempt at making scones. And I told you they were going to be pretty mediocre. But you didn't tell me what you thought of them. That's because I try to say nice things. Yeah, they were. They
1: weren't weren't terrible. Actually, uh, I liked the pineapple flavor, but I have to agree that I'm sure the dough was very wet because they didn't have sort of the light dryness that a scone should have. They were pretty dense.
0: Yeah, they were not biscuity at all.
1: But I liked the pineapple, surprisingly.
0: If you sliced one in half... And microwaved it, and then put butter and orange marmalade on it. It was delicious. Yeah, I could see that. But by itself, it was not good. It It, was not a good scone. It was a little too dense.
1: That's okay, though, for a freshman effort into pineapple scone making.
0: Coming up in episode two, Rochelle lets me know what she really thought of my scones.
1: I cut one in half, and and I buttered it a little bit, and I put it on a hot pan to grill it to kind of force the moisture up through it. It helped.
0: That's that's a lot of work on my scalp. Not really.
1: No, no. I don't have a toaster, and I don't like to microwave breads, so that's how I deal with them at my house. I have a flat pan that I just use to warm them up or put a little crisp on them.
0: Okay, so dating. Today we're going to talk about dating as a glamazon and a leprechaun, and for me personally, a lot of sexual objectification as a child. Of course, I looked like, you know, an adult when I was seven. Mm-hmm. A full-formed adult. And um, we're going to talk about stigmas, obviously. And we're going to talk about tall guys and short women and fun size with tall women. All right. I guess right. we'll just get into our ups and downs. Then. Yeah. Huh? We'll get into our ups and downs. So um, dating for me. Yeah. For some men, there was a preconceived notion that because I was tall and thick, that I was going to be the sexual aggressor in the relationship. Guys would come up to me and say things like, hey, mama, will you spank me? Or, And you remember this because you were with me. Hello there, big lady. That was was great. That was on Bourbon Street. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, stuff like that. So it made me very uncomfortable because it exemplified the fact that I did not fit into the normal girl category. So in order to uh, fit this expectation of sexual aggressor, I tried to be the dominatrix for a while. But honestly, I was not into it. Um, On the flip side, there were guys that looked at me like I was something to be conquered, like Mount Everest or some monolith of a bucket list item, which also made me very uncomfortable for the same reasons. So here's a little story. Um, Because I looked like I was 13 when I was eight, I was sexually objectified at a young age. I remember when I was nine. And my best friend was in the seventh grade. So I was in the third grade and my best friend was in the seventh grade. Her brother was in the ninth grade. And we were all swimming in the pool at the apartment complex where my grandmother was the apartment manager. Quick side note, this is the same apartment complex featured in The Karate Kid. And my grandmother was actually the manager at the time that the movie was filmed. But that year I was living in Tennessee with my mom. So I missed the whole thing. Um, Ralph Macchio slept on my grandma's bed. She was so excited about that. Anyway. I bet she was. They made the place look especially run down and drain the pool. And in real life, it did not look anything like it did in the movie. So back to the story. We're swimming. And the brother kept saying to me, let's make out. And looking at me in that predatory way, I didn't know what let's make out meant yet. Uh You know, then he pinned me against the side of the swimming pool and was trying to kiss me. And I broke free in the water and swam away. And his sister didn't do anything. But a few days later, I was taking the trash out behind the carport. And he was there again making his demands that we make out. And now I knew what it was. Ah. And I was even more uninterested. (laughs) I told him no, but he was blocking the entrance back inside the complex. And he pinned me up against a wall and was tonguing me all over my face and my neck and I could not get free I remember trying to use my stomach to sort of buck him off of me and it it seemed like just this went on forever and I was saying no and get off and finally I got free and I ran I ran back inside consequently and, and this is an important note for later in life because it stayed with me My grandmother's next door neighbor was an elderly woman happened to see this incident and told my grandmother that I was kissing some boy in the carport. And my grandmother again, I'm eight years old. Mm -hmm. I'm eight. My grandmother confronted me about it and slut shamed me. I was shocked into silence and it was no use defending myself because she had already made up her mind about it. I was furious that the old lady next door not only um, didn't come to my aid when she saw this, but made incorrect assumptions about an eight-year-old child mm-hmm. and then told my grandmother. And as a result of this incident, anytime more serious attempts or incidents of sexual assault occurred when I was young, I told no one for fear that I would be blamed. There was an incident that had occurred across the street a year or so earlier, and I had told no one. And after this slut-shaming incident, I was so glad I didn't say anything about the previous time across the street because somehow it was going to be my fault. Uh Honestly, I don't think any of these incidents would have happened if I wasn't tall. And again, as I said in episode one, adults did not treat me like a child. It was as if because I was tall, like an adult, I was supposed to already know better like an adult, but I didn't know how the world works yet at seven, eight, nine years old. You know, I'm watching the Smurfs. Right. Right. So, yeah, none of that was funny at all, but <laughs> that was my ups and downs story. I'm okay now, you know.
1: I would say, you know, back then, and, and really for a long time, it has Always been the female's fault, regardless of the situation, uh, that you should already know what guys want and what they're willing to do to get it. So it's up to you to fend this all off at any moment. I, I have a hard time with that because how the hell are we supposed to know this? We're not guys. So uh,
0: I, I have to be uh, definitely on your side. So, do you have um, what's your ups and downs about? What do you have?
1: Oh, you know what?
0: I was significantly older
1: when the subject of of sex came up. Now I don't know if that was
0: because you were due tiny. to my height. Yeah,
1: because I wasn't technically tiny until high school. I was I was pretty normal up until then. Or if it was because I was kind of the opposite of you, I said, whatever was on my mind, I was very vocal. And so I think that guys didn't try anything for me, because I would be the girl that would tell or yell at them. I was always I was an aggressive child. I'm still an aggressive adult. You're an angry leprechaun. Yeah, I am. I'm very verbally aggressive. And I think um, that's probably a big factor in people not doing those things to me. I believe that through most of dating, uh, and most of my interactions with men, I, I was the aggressor. I know I was just uh, through most of my relationships, I seemed to be the aggressor. If I met somebody that I liked, I hated waiting for guys to get their shit together. And like, oh, you want to go out somewhere? They were so you could tell that they liked to Yeah, but they just weren't willing to make that step. And so I'd be like, hey, you know, do you want to go to a movie? You want to go get a coffee? I was definitely the instigator in all of my relationships, including the fella that I'm married to. I just didn't want to pussyfoot around and wait for guys to like become brave enough or desperate enough or whatever it was. Um, No, when I was a child, I was definitely in a lot of situations where something like that could have happened. But it never did. I've always been super, super lucky and super fortunate that whatever, you know, the worst things that could happen just never seemed to happen to me. It was almost as though I had lucky charms. <laughs>
0: <laughs> only those yellow moons and purple horseshoes, Right. Okay, I don't know the rest.
1: Um, I did not have a lot of the same problems that you had when you were younger. I was very fortunate. I do believe that is because I was such an aggressive, talkative child, I definitely would have told someone and done so loudly. I told lots of people lots of things very loudly. I will say, though, that all through high school, I didn't really date because I, I waited for the guys to approach me. And when I realized that that wasn't working and I was interested in pursuing relationships, I became the aggressor. And through most of my relationships, I was the aggressor. I was the aggressor uh, just seeking things like dates. Instead of waiting for them to ask me on a date, I would, I'd ask them on a date. I was definitely uh, far more sexually aggressive than they were. When I was interested, I was interested. Outside of drunk guys wanting to hump a leprechaun, I didn't really get objectified. I was very fortunate in that
0: were fortunate i was i've always been very lucky no being pinned up against the wall at the karate kid complex no or in the pool Nope. Hmm.
1: no that i like i said i was in a lot of situations where that could have happened like a lot of kids from our age groups i was not well supervised i was my mom worked i was a latchkey kid i hung out with kids that were a lot older than i was But nothing like
0: that ever happened to me. I think that exemplifies the fact of, um, you know, being tall Mm -hmm. as as a child, being a Glamazon People thinking you were much older than you actually were. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: In dating, I think what I experienced a lot of was dealing with men who were keeping me on the side Mm -hmm. and not taking the relationship super seriously because they... We're always looking for Miss Wright. I was Miss Wright now. We could go to the movies. We could hang out. And they really liked me. But it always seemed like they were looking for something better instead of being willing to make that next step in the relationship.
0: Yeah, same thing here. These are the can we keep a secret guys. Yeah, these are definitely the can we keep a secret guy. Um, I'm the Glamazon side piece. Mm. The secret Glamazon side piece. I was cool enough to be the best friend. Or the girl, mm-hmm. they would get naughty with in private, but I looked too different to be the girlfriend. Mm hmm.
1: Mm hmm. Exactly. I think a big part of issues that I had was fairly young, instead of doing a lot of the dead end jobs, um, or the part time gigs, I got into full time work pretty fast. I amassed money pretty well. I had a new car. I had my own house. I didn't have a lot of the vulnerabilities that are there where guys can swoop in, you know, and and come to the rescue. And and that really that was in a way to my detriment because I was the aggressor in the relationship and I did have a lot have a lot of this stuff for myself. I don't want to say that I made them feel like less of a man, but maybe I did.
0: I talk about that a little bit Yeah, coming up. There are some statistics on something like that. They couldn't
1: really be the provider in my case because uh, I made more than them and I had more than them. You didn't need them. Yeah, I really didn't. But the sad thing was like I did want to pursue next step relationships. I didn't want it to just be let's go to the movies, let's go have dinner, you know. Let's fuck each other's brains out. I I wanted to take that next step. Like, let's consider living together. Let's think about the fact that, you know, maybe we should pursue a long term relationship and get married and have kids. I always wanted that sort of thing. I just don't think they wanted, you know, they would rebel against, like, well, hey, we've been dating for a year. You know, should we maybe take the next step? Oh, no, you're being too aggressive. Well, then why the fuck are you dating me? I'm an aggressive person. I'm sorry. I think there was a lot of they wanted to be more like me, but they didn't want to be with me. It's almost as though if they hung around me, they could learn how to be more goal
0: oriented. They liked your energy. Yeah.
1: But, you know, there's a big difference between wanting to be with that person and wanting to be that person.
0: Right. The one or two times I fell for a guy who acted totally head over heels for me. He took me out a few times, seemed enamored. And as soon as we did the deed, I was ghosted. Uh. so it ended up being safer emotionally to just be the other woman. And that way I could remain somewhat detached again. I'm not that person. Now this was a long time ago. Oh, sure. However, this does not mean that I was jaded with the situation. I was convinced that I was just going to be a spinster with a bunch of cats. And until I met my husband, I was, you know, headed in that that direction. (laughs) I was going to be okay with that. Um, But so it wasn't until I was much older that some of those guys who only saw me as the other woman came showing up on my doorstep after being married for years to someone else, telling me that they were sorry and if they could only go back in time. If only. No way. I am glad I waited for my Mr. Right. I had to stumble through a few more guys that swept me off my feet just for that conquering factor. But eventually my handsome, my own uh, tall drink of water who loved me for me eventually showed up. And I wish that for all you gal pals out there, if my story sounds like yours, don't worry. It will happen. (laughs) The good parts, hopefully not the bad ones.
1: I always say when
0: you least expect it, it,
1: it is true. Do what you love. Look for other people who do the same things. You will meet that person when you are not looking for that person. I know I dealt, I dealt mostly with, a lot of drunken uh, love confessions uh, when they had had enough liquor to let the truth out. Oh, you know, we should be married someday. Promise me if if you don't meet someone by the time you're this age that we'll get married. And I'm like, I'm not your fucking backup plan. I'm sorry. No, I think you've misunderstood me. I want to pursue a family. I'm not your, we're worthless trash, and now we're 80, and I don't want to die alone. Will you accept me now? No, Dick, you didn't accept me back then.
0: (laughs) Were you having one of those true love confession uh, moments when you were um, fucking a stranger in the bush on Decatur Street? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that wasn't true love.
1: Oops. What I ran into dating was that I actually liked the short guys. But they did not want to have anything to do with me. And I think that's because when you don't like something about yourself, you find it hard to find it attractive in someone else. They didn't like the fact they were short. And so they didn't necessarily find it attractive that I was also short. And then I would have these guys that were like six foot, you know, six foot one, two, three. I'm not attracted to your armpits. It's gross. It's, it's a difficult thing to deal with kissing someone that's a foot taller than you holding hands. I mean, yeah, they could put their arm around my shoulders. That was pretty easy. But I didn't want to date my dad. I didn't want to date a father figure quite literally. I was always attracted to the little guys. They wanted nothing to do with me until I met my husband.
0: And remind our gal pals out there, how tall is your husband?
1: He's 5'3 when he tries real hard. (laughs) And it was a huge uh, attraction for me to be with somebody who literally was on the same level as me. We could look each other in the eyes. You know, we could hold hands. It wasn't weird. You could spoon. No. Well, yeah, no. No? Not exactly. Because even though we're both short, we're both short in different ways. Like I have a really long body. And short legs, and he has a really short body and long legs, okay, yeah. right? So spooning still not an option, but it's just nice to be able to walk with somebody and like hold their hand, yeah. you know, or when we sit together, we're eye to eye. It's so nice. And I think he was just thrilled that he met a woman that was shorter than he was.
0: Here, here's my factor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because there's some, some information I was able to find on this. It pisses me off when I see a really tall guy with a really short girl, even though I'm already married with my own tall guy. But I was very passionate about this issue when I was single. And I feel for all the tall single girls out there, all the the tall single ladies. It's like, hello, date within your own height pool. You are leaving the tall girls with slim pickings. Unfortunately, there may be some science behind this. According to a 2018 study, tall men and short women have the happiest relationships. 4,000 Indonesian couples took part in a study, and the happiest were those with the biggest height differential. Really? Why is this? Yeah, why is that? Simple evolution. Not only do shorter women feel protected by their more traditionally masculine other half, But being tall is also a biological indication that your partner is strong enough to protect a family. Unsurprisingly, this works wonders for the guy's confidence and results in a happy, secure relationship. Hmm. So the greater the height difference, the happier the couple who are unconsciously following their prehistoric rules. And I think they just need to evolve personally. Mm. Oh, So I'm just saying that. Oh, So what they're trying wow. to say is that you should have found yourself a fun sized guy <laughs>
1: and protected him <laughs> from all of the things uh, no. that his little smart
0: ass mouth would get him into. I don't want to be no warrior needed? princess.
1: Oh, you needed to
0: be Kevin Hart's true protector. Oh no. Oh, he's so cute. And to that I say, if your partner is confident in his masculinity then he already feels like a strong protector. Mm-hmm. He doesn't need me to make him feel like a protector. I specifically remember that this one guy I had an ongoing side relationship with for years would not date me. As he put it, I didn't need him.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's why. Yeah. Oh, Just I like agree with earlier. that. Just like I didn't need him. Right. He didn't have that need, so he wasn't secure. And yeah. that—that's his own. That's his shit. We were about the same height, so it wasn't about you know anything to do with height just chalk it up to male insecurity that's uh-huh. all it was all right let's talk on the fun sizes you mentioned kevin Hart. let's uh-huh. let's go there fun sizes tall girls and short men in my ups and downs i pretty much explained. my my issues with the shorter men i've gone as short as 510 but i really prefer a taller guy you can just call me insecure but yeah maybe i do want to protect her I need someone to kill the spiders and the scorpions and the occasional gigantic flying cockroach. I'm not handling that. I need a man for that. You just keep the patriarchy around just to handle killing the insects because I mm -mm, no, I want Brawny, the paper towel guy, but without the mustache. Oh, I like the mustache. You like the mustache. I I don't want the flannel either. Let me tell you something, fellas.
1: That mustache is where it's at.
0: Love it. Brawny's too tall for you yeah probably you'd probably be dude! Oh, though but you'd when my husband together. is sporting
1: a mustache oh, it's on it's so cute i love it all right so uh, you know i i think you bring up a really interesting point in the whole protection thing yeah. as you know my husband very very into the martial arts like exactly. third degree black belt <laughs> has yeah. like a 10 foot kick he's he's really really well not so much anymore i love you dear but you know we're both getting older uh I think you might be onto something because
0: What with the with that with the, study the, the,
1: the needing to feel like they can protect mm-hmm. I mean he already knew I there was Nothing was going to get past him So I think he was really secure in his own masculinity And so my aggression didn't bother him He already knew That he was super manly. He was the tiniest man I've ever met. But he's very manly. He is manly. Yeah, he's super manly and adorable. And I did not care one little bit that he was short. Actually, I love it. He was the first really short guy I ever dated. And I just had like this instant connection. And now I look at fellas and I'm like, oh, if they're short, I'm done. They're so cute. Love Kevin Hart. Love Jackie Chan. Oh my God, the short guys bring them on. Well, well, no, no, you can't because I'm married now. But I'm telling you, short guys are where it's at. They're the best.
0: I will believe you because I've I've seen your husband, and that I, that is so great for you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So <laughs> I'm saying, if if we were watching Lord of the Rings, your husband would be the only good-looking dwarf. Yep. You know, because they're, they're they're I would say they're the most masculine. Yeah. Of the, they're pretty. You know, they've got their swords and they're they're ballsy. You yeah, know? and they're muscly and, and stuff, and they're angry. Mm -hmm. he's not a bad looking guy at all no but um no not for me (laughs) no not Not for for me me. that would would man
1: if they look at me like the circus came to town when me and my husband walk in the door they definitely look at you too like that
0: um and gal pals if you're gal pals out there if if you like shorter men you know um write to us at a feedback at com. Tell tell us your stories tell us um what's the attraction and what that what's that all about because I don't I don't get it at all so my stature factor
1: you know the way that I said like I never really felt like I was being objectified Mm -hmm. wow that was until I googled shorter women dating taller men oh mm -hmm. oh and then it just got weird it got weird in like a lot of the images I looked at the websites and, you know, they were like, oh, this is all the great reasons why you should date a tall guy. And then I started to notice that there were an awful lot of pictures of little feet in like little flat ballet flats with frilly skirts. And I'm like, oh, this is this is weird. These aren't women. They're being portrayed As little girls, I'm sorry, it was very pedo and very fucked up. Yeah. So then I'm like, well, what are the images? So I searched based on the images. And I'm like, this is making me deeply uncomfortable. Because it there was a big daddy vibe to it. Oh, yeah. There was to me a big pedo vibe to Mm -hmm. it. Like, "Mm -mm, no, that, that should be like a woman's foot, not a little girl's foot. I was very put off by the whole thing. And I'm put off though, just listening to you uh, talk yeah, about it. Yeah, even though I never felt objectified, now I'm kind of like, maybe I shouldn't look at my past relationships
0: too closely. You better clear your browser history while you're at it.
1: Nah, nah I got weirder shit in my browser well, You do like fire. There are I tentacles mean. and fire. <laughs> no, I think I was just, I was very surprised at the direction of the photographs to Uh, make the woman in them appear as young as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, Not just, uh, but with smaller cues, like the type of outfits they would have these women in, the way their hair was done. It was all very
0: little pigtails, girl, girly, girly, Mm -hmm. like
1: young girl, girly. And I'm like, Oh, that's making me super uncomfortable. So you
0: think because you're a short girl that taller guys won't. So it wasn't even about just being a protector. It was about like some sort of, freudian sexual what are you trying to say Yeah, no
1: that's what i mean like i never i never thought of it that way i never thought of when a really tall guy would be interested in me uh it was because uh, maybe the illusion was there that he was dating someone younger than Mm. i actually was I never thought of it that way. But I can be pretty oblivious to
0: those sorts of things. Especially if you're enamored with someone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have a... I have something to add in the in our final heads up on that. Oh, okay. Are you are you are you good with your yeah, stature no, factor? Yeah, no what I'm saying
1: is I tried to go into a stature factor and then I just kept gagging because I was so struck by how pedo, the whole idea behind every article, well not every article, but behind a majority of articles and images is how young they were trying to make the women look in contrast to the men that they were trying to make, you know, look Older and more dad-like instead of youthful like why are you trying so hard to make the woman appear So youthful in this picture. I found that very
0: off-putting and this was on your search for tall guys with short women Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah So with that in mind heads up Whether you're a short girl who has attracted a tall guy or a tall girl who has attracted a short guy or you're both short or both tall Just be sure to ask yourself Does he like me for me? Right. Or is it some Freudian complex related to my height, some need for attention by feeding off of attention Mm. you naturally get, just like Rochelle, how they wanted to be like you. They Mm -hmm. wanted that energy. Or is it a need to feel sexually dominant and secure? Right. Just be sure you are either getting involved for the right reasons or that you see the reason for what it is and are okay with it anyway. If he looks at you like you're a carnival ride and you're okay letting him into your funhouse, then that's your biz. Oh, that's good. Otherwise, know the warning signs and steer clear, ladies.
1: Yeah, don't let him work out issues on you. Just let him work you out. I like that.
0: Yeah. You have anything else, Rochelle? No, I don't think so. I think that pretty much covers it well that ends our second episode again we would love to hear from all of our gal pals yes. out there share your stories Please. with us we would love um, to. ideas for future shows mm-hmm. email us at feedback at galpodcast.com and we'll talk to you next time bye, bye.
1: about what's been your best date or what's been your worst date your date nightmare
0: i can't believe you're gonna make me tell tell the story
1: why i think that um, stories are important and the worse they are
0: the better all right i, I was a spinster mm-hmm. i was living alone and um every day i parked park my car and walked to my apartment and i would pass this guy who was always on his patio and he always said hi to me And he was giving me that look, the predatory look, the Mm -hmm. I want to conquer you look. Mm -hmm. And I knew knew he was looking at me in that way. All right. Mm -hmm. So this went on, you know, hey, first it was just hey. And then it was like, hey, um, you had to come have a a drink with me. You know, he'd be sitting out there having a glass of wine. Mm. Hey, come down and have a have a drink with me.
1: At least it was out of a glass and not just straight from a can.
0: (laughs) No, no. So anyway, okay, All right. We'll check this out. So one day I did. I went and knocked on the door and I came in. Was he naked? When he answered no, he, the he r- wasn't okay. naked. He wasn't naked. But yada yada. He eventually was naked. But before anything happened, like before anything happened, he just. Oh, no. He was like a couple feet away from me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now. Sorry. Now, I some clamaz- glamazons on might wow, like, look, at look at me, look what I'm able to, I'm so awesome. No, I didn't take it that way at all. I was, I was just like, okay, got, all right, got, got to go. That was, it, it got awkward.
1: Oh, yeah, I would imagine.
0: But yeah, wow, how awesome am I that I can just, you know, it's the kind of the opposite of Med- Medusa turning people to stone. What's your story?
1: My worst dating story, there's actually two because they tie. Uh, the first one was when I worked at the phone company, there was a sandwich shop that I used to frequent. And one of the fellows that worked there was him was not ugly. And he started to get that big smile on his face every time I came in. So I knew kind of where this was going. And he would always ask me how my day was and blah, 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 and try to make conversation with me. And so finally, I'm like, okay, like, hey, I don't really have time to talk to you right now. I'm on my lunch break, but I tell you what, if you want to go grab a cup of coffee or maybe go see a movie or anything like that, I would be i would be open to it. So we exchanged phone numbers and then we met for coffee and he had lost his wallet.
0: Oh gosh. Oh, Let's see God. where this is going. Oh yeah.
1: So I'm like, hmm, okay. No problem. Well, I'm like, I'll buy your coffee. It's no big deal. Let's sit and chat. So... We talked and then we agreed that we would meet again because it was a, you know, decent conversation. It was fun. Um, And that he would call me and then he called me and he's like, oh, hey, you know, I rented these movies and I'm off of work unexpectedly tonight. What do you think if I come over and we watch some movies? And this was before the days of like Netflix and chill. And like I said, I didn't really notice things. So I said, yeah, okay, it's fine. Come on over. And so we're watching a movie, and one thing led to another, and he was like, oh, would you like a back rub? I'm like, sure. So he was rubbing my back. And I have to add that even though he was fun to hang out with, I wasn't really that interested in him. And then he said the most unattractive turn off thing anyone has ever said to me in my life as he was giving me a back rub he said my sister really likes these back rubs and then he like (laughs) swooped in to like kiss my neck and i'm like oh you gotta go that's awkward (laughs) you've got to go yeah no i bet your sister likes these back rubs um you gotta go
0: i don't know which story's worse yours or mine had date
1: number two story, I got invited out with someone who we actually both know.
0: Don't tell me. No, I won't.
1: I won't. We go on this date. We agree to meet somewhere for dinner. We're having dinner and they order a steak sandwich which was just a New York strip steak well done between two pieces of bread. Like just French bread that had been toasted. Okay. No condiments or anything. It was just overcooked meat on dry bread. Okay. And I thought, well, that's kind of weird, but okay, whatever.
0: Well, the, the restaurant made the steak sandwich, the, yeah, right? Yeah, they did.
1: They made the steak sandwich. Okay. Um, And then he was trying to eat said steak sandwich, but the steak was so tough that it was a bit difficult to tackle without aid of a knife and fork. But let me tell you, he tried... Because he then proceeded to open up said steak sandwich, take out said piece of overcooked meat, and just eat it with his hands in front of me, like a troglodyte. And I was like, oh, you have got to be kidding. That is disgusting. Table manners are a big plus. You can't just pick up a steak and just casually like eat it. In your hand, like a piece of jerky, it was so disgusting. Well,
0: you could, if you were at medieval times, like we were last night, and everyone well, was yes, eating chicken. Yes, but everybody by hand.
1: has agreed to have poor table manners at medieval times. It's just a given. This was a restaurant. This wasn't. This wasn't a fast food joint. This was a cloth
0: napkin, shiny silverware, halfway decent place. If it was at halfway decent, why did they bring out such a shitty sandwich? Well, no, so, he
1: asked them to custom make it that way.
0: which is meat and bread? Yeah. That is so savory. Okay, really,
1: yes, it was very odd. Like, he's Again, like, oh, so, you, may, you know, I see primal. that you make a, you know, a prime rim sandwich, but can I get a New York strip steak? Well done. I mean, it was very odd. So we, dinner was over and he drove me back to my vehicle Uh, which was in the parking lot where I worked, which wasn't too far from where we lived at the time. And I said, gee, I'm really sorry, but I have to get up super early for work tomorrow morning, which was my go-to lie if a date was going really badly. And I was like, gotta go, bye. Hopped in my car, flew down the road at top speed, drove into our neighborhood so fast, I got pulled over by a policeman. And I was... Like crying and laughing at the same time, like damn the luck. And uh, did he I ask roll, you? I rolled down the window and he's like, "Where's the fire?" And I just kind of started like laughing. And I said, "I know you're not going to believe this, but I just got off of a date that was so." Bad i'm trying to get home because i'm worried this guy is gonna follow me and find out where I live He goes was it bad like violent and I said no and I explained the steak sandwich story to him and he's like Oh, that's disgusting like he picked it up with his fingers. I said yeah He did this is not the type of person that I want to know where I live and he was like don't do it again But go ahead and go so that was the one time I got out of a ticket and it was due to a horrible horrible date
0: But a really good story if you didn't have that story, you wouldn't have gotten right. out of the table. Maybe that's why
1: I went like to marry a Hindu because I knew never in our relationship will I ever have to watch my husband pick up a piece of overcooked steak and cram it in his gob.
0: Right. His fingers are never gonna smell like dead cow. Oh God.
1: Yeah, like this guy wanted to make out when he brought me back to my car.
0: Oh, and his fingers smell like he washed steak. his hands. Oh no. Oh. That's the no. worst part.
1: No, no, no. Because I am all for making out. I I don't have a problem with that. I'll even allow like a little booby grab when you make out. But not if you have dirty hands, dirty food smelling hands. Mm -hmm. I got a nice shirt on. You're going to stain it.
0: Dirty steak hands. Dirty steak hands. going to stain my (laughs) shirt. You're going to stain
1: my shirt with your dirty steak hands. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's not as good as the story you told. But what's a good date story that you have? Did you ever go on a date that was just so good? You're like, this has just been such a great date.
0: Yeah, but he turned out to be a dick. It was one of those like, win me over and then conquer me. It sucked. So it was. He was the first guy who had all his shit together too. It was hard to find that guy that even had a car back in those days, you know.
1: Well, you have to admit, both of us were
0: spinsters.
1: No, not like spinsters, but I mean, we really had it together at a young age, at an age where a lot of the people that we knew were like, "Oh, I found the best couch on the corner by this dumpster." I owned a house. You had a really nice apartment. We both had our shit together. Yeah. We didn't just have junk furniture. We decorated. Right. We had decorated homes. It was pleasant to spend time at our home. You weren't going to stick your hand between our couch cushions and find an old sandwich or anything like that. No,
0: just dog hair.
1: Yeah. You know, or in my case, like I had an old cat. She'd wander in blindly. But I mean, we had nice houses. Right. We were, we had it pretty well together. That might've been part of, I mean, I know that being outside of the height spectrum, but I think to be outside of the height spectrum and be fairly well put together at the same time was kind of detrimental in our early dating days.
0: How did you meet your equally short husband? Oh, my
1: adorable little husband. The weird thing is never believed in love at first sight. Thought it was a total crock. And then I met my husband He's from India and he was doing the stereotypical working at 7-Eleven and I walked in and he had this beautiful golden aura around him just shining away and I thought, what the hell is that? And in that moment, I knew that I was looking at the man I was going to marry and I was like, no, 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 no. I had no interest in being married at that point in my life. But he was so cute. And so I just smiled and I went on my way. And then the next time I saw him, I was like, oh, good. He's not glowing. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> and I got my coffee and he smiled at me and I smiled at him and he offered to be my boyfriend and I took him up on it. I was like, sure, yeah, you can be my boyfriend. Let's go out on a date. And we did. We went and had coffee and some breakfast. And then if I remember right, he said he wanted to go clothes shopping. And he's a a clothes horse. He loves his fashion. And then I took him back home. And I thought, well, that'll be that. I'll never see him again. And I could not have been more wrong. So how did you meet your handsome feller?
0: Well, we met on an online dating website. Oh,
1: you did the modern thing.
0: We did. Now, at the time, I had put in my requirements: six four or taller, mm-hmm. either a Sagittarius, Leo, or Aries, but preferably Sagittarius, non-smoker, with no children. And when I put that in, only four men. In a hundred mile radius came up, mm-hmm. and I had already been on dates with two of them. One had turned out to be a good friend, mm-hmm. and the other turned out to be a cheater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a you know a year and a half ish relationship. The third guy never responded, and the fourth guy was my husband. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> we met at a restaurant, mm-hmm. and um, I knew right away, and, and he. New right away too i actually think he's going to be a guest because oh, we're going to be talking about clothing Ah, and um he has uh, he has issues as well as a manazon yeah manazons have issues too yep um, I, think I, I think i
1: accidentally got his clothing catalog mailed to my house once a, a
0: big and tall
1: no it was a uh, king size with a uh, lumber sexual man on the front in a fine fine flannel shirt did you say lumber sexual yes that's when they're like big sexy lumberjacks like brawny yeah like brawny
0: i love the the brawny man no mustache mustache. if you could choose mr clean or brawny who would you choose the quicker picker upper or is barney the quicker picker upper yes i think so who would you choose mr clean or brawny because they're both kind kind of clean That's kind of tough. Let's just say that Mr.
1: Clean is a dapper gentleman who borders on exotic, which is kind of a big thing. But the brawny guy, dude, that mustache—be a tough choice, especially since they're both associated with cleaning. And there's nothing sexier than a guy who's cleaning. I'm sorry, Ooh, boy, you want to talk true. about the hot stuff?